there will be no animal and it'd be hard to find a human too that would compare to him and how great he was. Dog lovers, I've missed you. Welcome back to season four of Rescued by a Dog, the podcast about dogs that have actually saved their owners' lives. As always, I'm Laura, host of the podcast and author of the novel, Not Just a Dog. Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite websites, IzzyStays.com, a hotel booking website for animal lovers. Izzy Stays thinks every dog should be as spoiled as yours, so they set up a free and easy way to send the sales commission from your hotel booking to animal rescue organizations. To learn more about Izzy Stays, go to izzystays.com. Now, this new season is kicking off with an incredible story from Jenna and her children, Harper and Mateo. When Harper was a baby, she suddenly stopped breathing in her crib while everyone was sleeping. But their loyal rescue pup, Duke, knew what to do. Hi, Jenna. Hi, how are you? Sorry, it just took me like forever to figure out how to do this. No worries. So let's start from the beginning. Why don't you tell me uh, what's the name of the dog we're going to be talking about today and what do they look like? Uh, Duke, Dukey Dog. He um, was a nice shepherd pit bull mix. Yeah, these big brown eyes and a nice black snoot and uh, these cute little ears. But he, so he had more shepherd coloring. And when he would get in a stance, you could see like the pit bull in his shoulder. But, you, you know, he looked like kind of every other m- m- rescue out there that has he probably had 50,000 things in him, you know. Here's Harper. Say hi to Laura. Harper, hi. Harper, are you the person whose life was saved by Duke? Yes. And what do you how do you feel about the fact that Duke saved your life? Um it's scary to think about that if he didn't like save me, I wouldn't be here right now. But I don't know. It's great (laughs) were you and duke close yeah what did you like to do with duke i like to just play with him and um chill out with him and hug him how did duke tell you that he loved you would he like lick you or wag his tail he used to wag his tail a lot and (laughs) lick faces that's and when he got like really happy he would um like pee on the floor (laughs) (laughs) he was actually super close to my son so my son is five years older than harper and so he he had more of duke than she did you know we used to send mateo out this is our backyard you know it's this big backyard we have a playscape and i mean i could see the playscape from my kitchen window but we would send duke out to watch mateo on the playscape so (laughs) it was like That was his brother, you know, go with your brother. And Duke was like, he was like the nanny dog. He was a manny dog. So And he was so good that we didn't have to like put him on a leash to go in the backyard. No, he was very good. Why don't you tell me where did you find Duke? Okay, so um I knew I wanted a rescue dog. I'd never had a rescue dog, so I just went on Petfinder. 
And there were some um, shepherd mixes at the Danbury, Connecticut Humane Society. So my husband and I went there, and this is, you know, pre-kids and everything. And we went to look at these dogs, and none of them were working out because we were thinking about starting a family, and um, they were all just too hyper, which I could understand the poor things, you know, they're locked up for so long and then they, they get out to go to this yard. Of course, they're going to be wild and everything, but they would jump. And I mean, I was, although I, I wish I could have them all, like I, it just intuitively didn't feel right. And then they're like, well, we just got this one dog yesterday. So Duke hadn't even been there 24 hours and he came from down South and they're like, he's a shepherd mix, but we haven't really been able to test his temperament. We haven't, like, we literally just got him. I'm like, okay, well, we're open. Um, but I was pretty, pretty convinced that we were going to be leaving without a dog. And they let him out and he whipped around the yard and he came to a screeching halt at my feet. And he was so cute. And I was like, oh my God, this is him. I have to have him. And my husband was in love. And so it, 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 it was just perfect. Um, we had a Jeep um, and he was in the trunk of the Jeep and I was in the back seat and my husband was driving and um, he was scared. He was a very scared dog. I mean, it, although we didn't have any, um, we didn't have any specifics about his history. We knew he was an abused dog. So he was just shaking the whole time. And I would like try to pet him and, you know, calm him down. And we got to my husband's cousin's genos because we we're so proud and happy and opened the trunk. And there was just puke like all in like that where the trunk flipped down and everything. But. Again, we didn't care. He hopped out and he was he was good with tail in between his legs. But it was exciting. We were so excited to take him home and bring him to we had just bought a condo and um and we had a crate for him and he stayed in the crate for I don't even think it was a day before he was sleeping in bed with us. He wouldn't bark for like three months. Um, and when he did start barking, he would bark with his tail in between his legs. And um, anytime I would change, <clears throat> excuse me, I would change a paper towel roll, he would cower. Um, if Eric and I would play fight, like we were like, Eric and I have been friends since we were 14. And, you know, play fight. We're a very jokey family. We're a very loud family. Um, we would play fight. Duke would get really upset. So after researching, you know, it was clear that this was all stuff that was imprinted on him from his past. So I'd say once he did start to feel comfortable relatively soon, like sleeping in bed with us, getting on the couch with us, letting us hug him. But I'd say he fully felt comfortable once he was able to bark and protect us without having his tail between his legs. So it took a couple of months. I knew we, I know he loved us, but, um, I mean, yeah, we really had to earn his trust. I didn't have any kids yet. So it was all Duke, you know, and he would, he was my partner in crime. He, he was nicknamed the Wagga. He was just, you know, like far exceeded a dog. He was a wog. So. 
he, you know, he would go everywhere with me and I'd take my walks constantly. So it was like, he just immediately became, you know, a thread in our fabric. And when I had Mateo, it was just that much more. Um, And then obviously when I had Harper, I mean, we just all became, you know, part of each other's pack. Was he good with the kids right away? Oh my God, immediately. I know it sounds like, I think to non-dog people, it would sound kind of stupid of us. But when we brought Mateo home, we walked into the door and we like plopped the baby carrier on the floor immediately. And I'm sure there'd be people out there who would think that was so stupid, but we knew him. We had had him for one year and, um, and he just went right over and that was his boy. And those two were like this, they were, they were, I mean, he saved Harper's life, but Mateo and Duke were thick as thieves. He was so like cool with everything. He was so calm. Yeah. He was calm. He was cool. Um, oh, the story then. There is a point at which Duke saved your daughter's life. Can you tell me that story? Okay, so Laura, like full disclaimer, I'm going to tell you the bits and pieces I remember, but honestly, you story. don't you remember the story, but you don't remember the event. You were 9 weeks old. Um I wish my son my son's like who knows what he's doing right now, but he probably remembers it the best. Um go see what where Teo is. Um, please. What do you want? What do I say? Tell him to put a shirt on and come down here. He's almost 16 and all he does is go to the gym. So he never has a shirt on. Um, so she was nine weeks old and, um, we had been at a first communion that day. And so we had come home from the first communion. She was sleeping in a bassinet, um, on my side, the right side of the bed. And she was in between bassinet and the wall, so our our windows, and she was in that bassinet. And Duke slept in bed with us. And actually, Mateo slept in bed with us at that point, too. He was five. And um, and so it was Eric and then Mateo, me, Harper in the bassinet. And Duke always just slept at the bottom of the bed. Um, That was his spot. He would actually usually sleep under the covers um, at the bottom of the bed. And, um, come down. To okay. Like, give you five seconds because he has to do his hair and everything. Yes. Yeah, so well, tell him it's a podcast, not a video. I know. That's All why right. I well, said okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but so, I mean, Duke just, so now we're at Harper's born, Mateo's five. We had had him six years. And so for six years, that what he slept at the foot of our bed and that was it. Um, and that night, he kept coming up to the top of the bed and shaking and shaking. And we'd say, Duke, you know, and whenever we snapped, that he moved. Snap, move, snap, move. Um, especially when my husband would snap. Because uh, he'd snap with such authority. Um, Duke go back to the end of the bed. Duke go to the back. Duke, go, And he just kept, rel- like, coming back up, back up, back up, back up. Even at one point, and... I mean, my husband adored Duke. Um, at one point, Eric grabbed Duke's collar and like kind of pulled him to the end of the bed and was like, Duke, go to the end of the bed. Come here, Teo. This is my son, Mateo. This is Laura. Hi. Hi, Mateo. Thank you for joining. Um, first of all, before I forget, 
Mateo, how old are you? I'm 15. And Harper, how old are you? 10. Okay. She's going to be 11 on Sunday, and he's going to be 16 in the beginning of September. So nice. So, okay. So Duke is coming up to the front of the bed, and then your husband grabbed the collar and dragged him to the end of the bed. What happened next? He came back up. And so he just would come up and he would shake. And I don't know how often that happened before daddy said, Jenna, check the baby. And that's kind of where I'm done. You know, I, it sounds crazy and I'm sorry. And like if, for me to tell more of the story, I'd just be telling like what other people have told me because I swear I've blocked it out. But Mateo could tell you more. I remember Duke coming up and shaking, which he never did. And then my dad dragging him. Um, and then it must have happened. I don't know how many times exactly, but it must have happened a lot because he said check on the baby. I think he just decided to check on Harper because he, because like immediately, obviously with a new baby, his first concern would be her. So if there, if he did feel something was wrong, I'm assuming, I'm assuming his mind would just immediately go there. And we like, we trust Duke enough and we love Duke enough to like trust him and that he knows what's going on. So when something was wrong with that, we are, he at least wanted to make sure that Harper was okay because if something was wrong with her, then Duke would be the one to figure it out. And my mom goes over cause her bassinet was like on my mom's side of the bed and she got up and looked over. She like did a double take. She goes, oh, she's not breathing. I was just sheer panic. I just was screaming and crying and it was, I, I think, um, I think I've, I've felt this fear one other time in my life. And it's just this full body taking over. Um, it, it was like a, like a possession of fear. If you're a parent, I don't think until you think your your children are going to lose their lives, you can know what it means to be possessed by fear. I remember just being like, not frozen, but just like I couldn't pull like pull myself together enough to like do something rational. I was just sheer fear. Like I couldn't. I was the most distraught I've ever been in my life. I was just shut down with fear. And I was like five and I was just standing on the bed circling, do, uh, crying because I didn't know what to do. And then my dad was sitting, there's a bench at the end of my parents' bed. So my dad was sitting at the bench calling 911 and then he'd get up and like pace around and my mom was just trying to get her, uh, get her to start breathing again. And I don't know if she like, she probably did because Harper's still here. She wasn't breathing when I picked her up out of the bassinet. She was actually this weird color. So I did get her breathing somehow, or she breathed on her own somehow. So we ended up in the hospital for a few days. And um, all the doctors at Children's who we told the story to, they actually were willing to bet money. They they were putting their, you know, their money on the fact that this was SIDS. So it was acid reflux. And Duke was so, which means so it, it gets caught in your throat and then it stops you from breathing. And that's how a lot of kids die. Um, 
And the doctors were saying they weren't surprised because animals are so in tune to our breathing patterns, which of course now makes sense. You have all these service dogs that Duke was so in tune to her breathing pattern and she was, she had, you know, gotten choked on her acid that that's why he alerted us and she had stopped breathing. But so I don't know, maybe smacking her on the back did help. I mean, I don't know. It's just afterwards, you know, I found out, like, I should not have done that. Because if there was something lodged in there, I could have lodged it more. So I would say it took about two days before she was hooked up to all this stuff and all these machines and in her little tiny crib. Um I, I guess maybe I'm saying two days because that's when they then discharged us. <laughs> And then after that, we lived for months um, at my in-law's house, and we took shifts staying awake while she slept. And she slept in her um, car seat, and then her godmother bought her this angel thing that you put under the mattress, and it senses any, if the child stops breathing, at light, an alarm goes off. But it's, like, so sensitive that, and then it was, it's, like, more anxiety-causing because you're, like, waiting um, and of course, Duke was with us the whole time. We were reunited with him at my in-laws. Um, and my father-in-law was, you know, taking pictures of Duke and and posting them everywhere and calling him a hero dog. And that's kind of how it, everything started he has with, a badge. with the story. Yeah. Um, Eric's aunt made a badge, our hero dog. And I mean... I don't know if there are even any words. I can't tell you this. And of course I'm going to cry, but um, when he, when he died, uh, it was just me and Eric and Eric and I just were hugging him and petting him. And we just kept saying, thank you for our daughter. Thank you for our family. Thank you for everything. Like we have this life because of you. He was 14. He had a long life. He had a long life. My kids are very, 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 very close. Like, from the moment I was pregnant, we have drilled into them. Who's number one? Harper. Who's your number one? Mateo. If Duke were here and could understand human English, what would you like to say to him? Wow, Laura, I do think he understood human English. I really do. I I don't know. Um, but again, I think it would just be like, thank you. And not only for Harper's life, but for everything. He enriched our lives. He was our first child and he was so kind and empathetic and intuitive. And I, I, I used to tell him all the time, you're born in mommy's heart like you're part of my heart and soul like you're meant to be our dog what would you say to duke um that i miss him so much and and that i love him (laughs) yeah he was such a gift from god he really was Mateo, if Duke were here, what would you like to say to him? Obviously, thank you. 
for (laughs) everything he's done. But I let him know that as much as we love our dogs now and all of our animals, there will be no animal and it'd be hard to find a human too that would compare to him and how great he was. And I just want him to know that he was one of the most like amazing entities to have ever been put on this earth. And I want to make sure that he knows how great he is. Yeah.